up and smoke me when I die And if anyone don't like it Just look up in the eyes I didn't come here and I ain't leaving So don't sit around and cry Just roll me up and smoke me when I, I die. die All right now you won't see Welcome no to the Texas Hip Show I This is podcast number 69 as we listen to some some good old Willie Nelson there. Welcome to the show. It is Podcast 69. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and uh, your host through this great forum that we do talking about legal hemp and cannabis here in the Lone Star State. I do publish the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine, and you can pick those up all around Houston and Austin and any of our CBD and smoke shops that are around out there. There's about 500 of them that carry the, the, the magazine. Our guest this week is uh, Zach Vance, running for the Lieutenant Governor of Texas position. And our co-host, as always, is Jesse over there at the Texas Cannabis Collective. Uh, Jesse, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good this week. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy to you, my friend. And uh, and I guess, you know, you had already spoken to, to Zach uh, couple of weeks back back in december matter of fact and so i appreciate you getting me to the giving me in touch with him to get the opportunity to have him on the program with us uh, uh zach vance uh, is running again for election this primaries for the lieutenant governor spot and he's on the ballot in the republican primary on march 1st of 2022 this uh, coming weeks away actually i guess now that we're here in february um but uh, Zach, born in Houston, earned your associate's degree there in North Texas. My son went there. Uh, Vance also served in the United States Marine Corps from 2008 to 2013. And um, you had a little bit of uh, broadcast experience as well in your repertoire, I understand. I dabbled. I dabbled at, a, <laughs> a, uh, at 88.1 KNTU. All right on, man. Well, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. We're, we're dabbling, too, still here at uh, the Texas Hemp Reporter in uh, uh, the Texas... Uh, uh, hemp show studios but thank you again shout out to carl our producer appreciate carl doing the, the good work that he does but yeah great uh, great to have you in here if everybody that can vote just knew that they could vote for you and uh if we could replace dan patrick with zach vance then we might actually get some progress with our cannabis programs i guess give us a little backstory on on how you came to the to run for the lieutenant governor's office here for, in the Lone Star State. Yeah, I, first off, I want to say thank you for having me. I really, I really appreciate it. And thank you, Jesse. Uh, you're the man. I really appreciate appreciate you having me on your first interview, or my first interview in the campaign trail. Um, a little bit about me. I'm I. Uh, so I in high school I, I used cannabis here and there. I I've, I've always kind of been a, a, a cannabis user. Joined the, when I joined the Marine Corps, I uh, kind of got brainwashed into thinking that cannabis is just for hippies and uh, <laughs> kind of uh, threw it away and never, didn't ever want to touch this stuff again. And uh, in 2010, I hit an IED in Afghanistan and uh, I had to have a couple surgeries that messed my foot up really bad. And uh, I, over the course of those three years, I, I got really heavily addicted to my, my pain medication. I was having depression, anxiety, started using uh, benzodiazepines to help with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually had to go inpatient to a, re a rehab treatment center uh, uh, three different times and just to get off, to help me with my PTSD issues and to help me get off of my painkillers. 
we I ended up uh, graduating from the University of North Texas, got a degree in media arts, and uh, from there I uh, got a, a, a job at a, a news station as a floor director. And came, we came out mm -hmm. to Austin, and and um, about that time I was working at the at the at the news station, and uh, Jack Spinkel from uh, from from Normal, she, she was doing in studio doing a. Um, a what a segment on cannabis, something, some, some law was changed or they're really pushing CBD. And so I, it was the, during the 86 legislative session. And I said, Hey, I, I want to do anything I can to, to get, to move Texas towards a medical program. I, it, it was amazing. We have to get that in here. And she said, well, we're doing a lot of lobbying this session. Just come out here, come out with us and, and we'll go talk to all the legislators. And so that's what we did. I went out there and uh, we handed out all the flyers. We we got we would we would it'd be a whole big group of us, and we would assign um, your this group's going to these legislators. This group's going to these legislators, and and uh, it, I just really loved the process. It was so exciting. There's so many people in Texas that wanted cannabis. Um, then it came down to um, a little bit before that. I, I I wrote out my story of how cannabis really how cannabis helped me and changed my life and really got me back on track. And I I went on my own outside of of. Uh, uh, lobbying with normal and handed it to every single senator because I knew the big fight was going to be in the Senate. And so I went to every single office, every single um, senator, Senate office and Dan Patrick's office. And when it, doing that process just by myself, I just really, I really got the feeling that they just didn't care. And so when I finally got to Dan Patrick's office, I went to his, uh, his receptionist at the desk and she like, oh, okay. I gave it to her, and she's like, oh, oh, is this is this for about smoking cannabis? And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is amazing. We have to get it. Veterans need cannabis, and I feel like she just walked around the corner and chunked it in the trash, and I was like, this is not going to be good. And so the the um, when it came down to committee hearings, all these people there. There's so many people in the room that traveled from all across the state just to have two minutes to say we need cannabis, and it was really exciting. I, I was like, "There's this has got to happen." Everybody in this room is for cannabis. There's no way that this would not even pass or get. This is gonna happen, and so when they're talking to the legislators, you just, you just knew that they didn't care. It was like a check in the box. Like they were only having that committee hearing because they just had to do it just to just to check that box. And it, it passed the House with a with a major, with a super majority, but it then never even got a vote on the Senate floor. And I had no idea how one person could have so much control over all legislation in Texas when so many people want something, and one man just says no, everything ends. I yeah. just could not believe that. And so I. It kind of that just really made me mad, and so since then I just kept working at the news station, and Texas just got worse and worse and worse. At the 87th legislature, just nothing. It was Dan Patrick was putting the putting in these rules saying you had to you had to get tested and and go in with a mask whenever he was telling all of us not to wear a mask outside of that, and I was like, this is crazy. And so um, I just once after the 87th legislature, I knew that I had to do something. I had I had to save Texas. Um, things things in Texas are will net. Dan Patrick became the 42nd lieutenant governor in 2015, and things are so much worse now than they were in 2015. And I said things will never ever get better until he's gone. And so I'm I just figured I just try to give Texans something different to vote for. I'm just well, you're not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. I, I I know that a lot of. A lot of bills get stifled up there uh, and bogged down at that desk for the, our governors. So, 
So you are running on a cannabis platform. It's one of your that's one of your your talking points. Uh, clearly, as a as a veteran who's used cannabis, and Jesse, do you have you, you got one? Of the, you want want to take one for the for him? Well, first, I wanted to, I want to thank him for explaining what happened when medical went to rack in Colorado because I always hear people talk about how the medical program gets diminished or it gets the quality goes down, but nobody ever really talks even to the depth that you did about why it went down or what happened when it went down. But something I imagine that's probably on the platform as well is talking about gun control. And our state hasn't been really very clear about where it sits with guns. I've heard DPS say that they believe we could, we can still keep our guns if we're in the medical program, but a lot of people really aren't buying it. And I wondered where you stand on that. And if you, if you want to codify that, that would be a goal of yours. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm 1000% uh, pro second amendment. I so I don't want to I think you I think you could pretty much own whatever guns you want. I don't want to take anybody to have their ARs or AKs taken away from them. My my dad owns a few of them and he would he would kill me if I ever let anything happen to his guns. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to me, if I were to enact a medical marijuana program, I mean, if you can if you can brew beer at your home or have a fridge full of liquor or a pantry full of liquor and a fridge full of beer, but also have ten guns in your back room, I don't see why it shouldn't be like that for cannabis. Cannabis doesn't make you a dangerous person. Alcohol makes you a dangerous person, and so I don't I I would make sure absolutely that you can own your firearms and and have a well. I guess you don't have the need to still carry a license anymore, but I just want to make sure that you. Your, your guns aren't going anywhere, even if you're a medical marijuana patient. That's for sure. Well, as a former cannabis user and a veteran, you know the benefits of this flower. Is that fair to say? I mean, you, you, as a, you're, you're also advocating for the plant from, the, from a user's standpoint as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is, I'm, cannabis changed my life so much. It, it, it's something I'm extremely passionate about. And it, it definitely got my foot in the door of seeing the legislative process and how and how one person has so much control. And while I was lobbying, there's so many other people going door to door with, with their, with their issue. And you could just talk to them and say, yeah, they, they're, they're never going to pass this. Or, uh, the big thing then was, uh, 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 breweries being able to sell their beer and, and them having to go fight for that. I couldn't believe like we shouldn't be fighting for things that should just be normal that should just be free being a free texan and mm -hmm. I, I it got me it got my foot in the door but there's a lot of other issues i really care about well stay right there folks our, our guest this week on podcast number 69 is zach vance running for the republican party for lieutenant governor here this primary you can vote on march 1st here in a few weeks so we're uh, glad to have zach on talking about his thoughts on cannabis and and hemp uh, as it relates here to the Lone Star State. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. Reading me the news while I'm kicking off my shoes and it's scaring me out of my socks. Admitted it's stranger, I'm not. But buddy, let me tell you what. If you ask old Will to say, here's the deal, friends, it's all going to pot. Well, it's all going to pot. Whether we like it or not. Best I can tell, the world's gone to hell and we're all gonna miss it a lot. All the whiskey in Lynchburg, Tennessee just couldn't hit the spot. I got a hundred dollar bill, you can keep your pills, friend, it's all going to pot.
Medical marijuana is legal in Texas. Do you suffer from cancer, PTSD, IBS, peripheral neuropathy, autism, epilepsy, seizure disorders, osteoarthritis, or fibromyalgia? Well, medical marijuana is now legal in Texas as of September of 2021. Visit TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Call 713-659-HEMP. That's 713-659-HEMP. And tell them you heard from the Texas Hemp Show. Visit our friends online at TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Lab's exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high margin products for vape and smoke shops. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas. The Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year, with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at TexasHempReporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Thank you for tuning in to podcast number 69. Uh, co-host joining us as always is Jesse Williams of the Texas Cannabis Collective. Jesse, the senior editor over there for those guys. And uh, thank you, Jesse, for, for riding shotgun with us from your home studio this week. The Bat Cave. The Bat Cave. And our guest this week on podcast 69, none other than... Republican Party candidate running for Lieutenant Governor Zach Vance running for against uh, Dan Patrick and and our guest is pro cannabis so what we need to do is we need to get candidates like Joe Jaworski who's a Democrat for um, uh, Attorney General and and then Zach we need to get you guys together who are pro cannabis and uh, maybe some laws get some get some things changed here in the Lone Star State I think uh, I think that's great that uh, 
you guys are running on this platform. But there's other things like you mentioned gun control and and other um, other issues with housing taxation of ta- property taxes is a big uh, a talking point on your platform. I noticed as well. And I was just having this conversation with a friend who owns a home and I'm in the market to buy a home and I'm like, man, I, I can't find anything under 400,000 that I would want to live in. And so it's really tough. I noticed that Jesse in the program that you were on, you know, he commented that he bought his home a few years back when the market was better. Talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind, just where you you feel things are on property taxes and, and education. There, those are some points that I saw on your website that they resonate with voters right now as well, especially with all this housing craze. Yes. Um, yeah, cannabis is what got me in the door with something I really care about. But what I noticed was the biggest things that are going wrong in Texas is Texans uh, can't afford homes anymore, like you said. So many throughout the throughout COVID, so many people moved to Texas. I mean, Texas is a, Texas is an amazing place to live, but uh, and but there's it still has a lot of issues. But so many so many people from California are moving to Texas, and so many from New York. And they when they sell their house in California, their little two bedroom house for a million bucks, and they come over <laughs> here, and now they have play money just to put whatever they want on the house. We ha- that ha- that has something has to change. If I were to make, if I were to win and make ca- medical cannabis in Texas, Texas would be the number one destination, and people would just be coming buying houses like, like it's nothing. So I think that people that move from move to Texas from out of, out of state in order to to level the playing field to allow Texans to buy homes is the those out of state people have to be taxed more on their houses, kind of like an in-state tuition. If you're an in-state Texas resident, you pay so much money for college. If you're an out-of-state, you pay uh, a little bit more. I think that's how should how it should be for buying homes. Um, it, if you move from out-of-state, you, you should probably have to pay, because they're, they're, pl- they're paying um, cash offers on houses 30% over the asking price. So I think in order to take, that, take their leverage money as that 30% and just build it into the price, mm-hmm. Um, another thing is uh, public education. Public education is, is in the worst situation it's ever been in. Uh, a poll just came out recently, and it says that uh, 66% of active teachers are considering leaving the profession. They must get paid more. They're, 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 they've been paid the same amount for a long time. They've gotten one extra check, but they, the, since COVID, they're – their load has been so much heavier and they're not being compensated for it. We have to compensate our teachers, give them extra incentives for staying for so long and pay and just uh, overall uh, increase in pay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no fooling. I, if it were up to me, I would have uh, our teachers and our firefighters and, you know, guys that, you know, nurses. I mean, these, these kinds of uh, positions I think would, would be, should be some of the top tier paid in, in public service uh, for sure. They, they shouldn't have to be fighting each other yeah. over their budget either. Like we watched in Austin where the EMS crews and the police department were fighting over what was going to be a budget measure because the money had to come from somewhere yes. for a ballot initiative that took place. And it was like, well, if this passes, your your EMS crew loses money. Well, Jesse, we talked a few weeks ago when we had Joe on, um, and I made that point that at that time the news had come out that the state of Illinois, uh, Zach, had said they released their tax revenues from cannabis in Illinois, and it over exceeded their alcohol tax. So if you're selling, if you're te- if you're generating more revenue on your cannabis 
then your own alcohol state's own alcohol tax revenues uh, then that's a good problem we shouldn't be able to we shouldn't have a problem finding money in the lone star state for teacher pay uh firefighter ex- extending programs for daycare after school uh, projects, things like that, you know, and those things can be funded through cannabis, through through and our I, cannabis I think program. It's also, I think it's also a fair point. I think Zach would probably agree with me on this. We're not looking to put alcohol out of business either. We just want to be able to have this product sold beside it. Yes, completely agree. Yeah, I mean, you can buy your 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 cigarettes and all of those other tobacco products, but you know, the other states have experienced this, and they're and they're. They're having success with it. Uh, Arizona, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Colorado, Oregon, these states are having successful cannabis programs and the, and the tax revenue that their states are generating um, certainly can, can go to these types of programs and fund good quality things. Term limits. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know if Jesse covered that before, but you know, why do we have the same reps, Jesse? I'll ask you both this. You know, it's, it's, I don't know how long Eddie Lucio has been in Cameron County, but I mean, I think he's been there since I was in high school. Uh, but Dan Patrick, Doggett, there's a lot of guys that the uh, names that are in the hat that you just keep hearing about for 20 plus 30 years. How are we supposed to get change in the state when the same guys are in there for decades? Yes. Uh, so I don't agree so much with term limits. Every most of the problems that are being caused in the Texas legislature and in Congress are problems being held up because of people who are over the age of 70. We have every person over the age of 70 is one of those big that they've been there for a long time, but also they're the ones that are putting their foot down and not and they're the, the biggest they have the biggest positions to stop legislation and not work together. Um, I don't think I think if you are 65, you shouldn't be able to run again. I think up until that point, if you if the voters still want you, they can. If you run earlier in your life, you can get a few terms. But if you hit 65, I don't think you should be allowed to run for office. Just I think keep it keep it at an age limit. Keep it at an age limit. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, way to look at that. Anything, Jesse? Your thoughts on that? I always I always talk about the great George Carlin talked about term limits, and how he's like term limits doesn't really fix anything, and it's we kind of have a societal problem and it goes with the education thing we talked about before and the phrase is garbage in garbage out if you if to me it's like a it's like a dirty diaper and we're just term limits alone just takes a dirty diaper and replaces it with another dirty diaper it doesn't really <laughs> fix the problem so it's like we really need to change the diaper out for a clean diaper <laughs> and part of and part of the age thing would help do that well, that would, and, and I know that uh, affordable child care is something that you're passionate about as well. When COVID came, the, the, you, this affected your family. Yes, yes, I got to Explain that, and that, that kind of also got you motivated just as in another uh, issue that you wanted to tackle, and that's uh, affordable child care. I, I have daughters. They have little, little, little babies now, and it's tough out there, especially in this economy. Yeah, my um, so my my youngest son was born in 2020, um, and we were gonna take him to. So I live outside of town and or outside of Austin, and there's not a whole lot of uh, childcare centers, and so the one place that we could afford um, ended up closing down because of COVID, and so uh, it was either and we found another place, but it was just I working at the news station. I didn't make a whole lot of money. And so it was going to take over a little, actually just pretty much right at half my paycheck. And I didn't want to, and I was, I was driving one hour to work a day. So I was driving two hours on the road 
and I didn't want to work uh, 40 hours a week, driving two hours a day, just to spend half my paycheck on childcare. Yeah. And so I ended up um, just quitting my job and staying home and being a stay-at-home dad. And it definitely gave me a, a newfound respect for stay-at-home parents. It is, I, just we, just with one kid, it is tough. I couldn't imagine having uh, to stay home and be a, a home carer with two or more kids. It just, it really changed my outlook on everything. And so uh, the state really, I think the state needs to own and operate, find where we should have state-owned and operated child care centers that are quality and affordable. There's, I think there's so many people in the same position as me as they, they want to get out and work, but if you're paying over your over half your paycheck just to send your kid to daycare, it's just not worth it. Yeah, we, yeah, we, need, to, we need to have uh, a better programs for that. I, definitely, I, I can see it with my, with my kids' lives that now that I'm a grandparent and um, we address that. What, did, what was your title in cable news sector? Like, what, what was that? What were you doing? I was uh, audio operations and uh, also f- uh, floor director for a little bit, but all behind-the-scenes stuff. Right on. Well, that, floor, that's a – Floor director – Floor director, that's the guy who's moving the cameras around. Yeah, right? and uh, count, counting the, uh, the anchors in and out, um, moving them around in between segments, saying, oh, you come over, walk over here, you got to be here, and, and uh, just saying which camera they're going to be on. Well, that's pretty cool. I liked it a lot. I, I uh, fell in, So I was in radio for the most of the time that I was in school, and at the very last semester I did a little bit with a, uh, with a night show with, uh, with uh, in North Texas TV, the TV call, the college station TV, and I fell in love with uh, with television. I was a camera operator, and I was like, "This is awesome!" So uh, first <laughs> first uh, job out, I got a I got lucky and got on with the news station, and it was it's it was like a, a dream come true. I really had a had a blast doing it. Well, let's get you elected for lieutenant governor. <laughs> Our guest Zach Vance. This is podcast number sixty nine here on the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell. He's Jesse. We'll be back on the other side. The Texas Hemp Show. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. Once I get you up there where the air is rare. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas, so be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas, the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year, with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at texashempreporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Back to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 69. 69 shows in so far on this. Uh, we've been doing this a good year and a half now. 
Russell here with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. And my co-host, been riding shotgun with me all this time, is uh, Jesse Williams of the Texas Cannabis Collective. Jesse, thanks again for chiming in from the Bat Cave there in South Austin. Thanks for, for being again a part of the show. Say say the episode number again. 69, dude. Oh, 69, bro. <laughs> well, our guest this week on Podcast 69, none other than Zach Vance. Zach with the Republican Party running for election here at the lieutenant governor's office. Maybe you just made a valid point voting on the primary. You can, you got to vote that one party yeah. to get, you know, the, to be on the pro, to be on the November ballot. You've got to get, I've got to win the primary. You've got to win. You've got to win the primary. So a uh, very important. And I was just saying, I would like to vote for Jaworski for Lieutenant Governor and then you for, I mean, you for Lieutenant Governor and Jaworski for Attorney General. Because uh, that's how I vote. I've always been, like, I've never been a starch anything. I've always just been kind of all over. And that's most so, of Texas, for sure. That, that's a, I think that's a good way to be, is just to kind of, you know, f- go with your gut and see where guys are on stuff. And if it makes sense to you, you know, give, give them your vote. I, I don't tout any certain party line ever for me personally that's just my opinion as a as a a fellow texan but um but that's important for folks to know is you know you've got to get your name on that ballot for november and that's the goal and that's what we got to get out there and 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 get active you've got we got a short segment here maybe about four or five minutes and remaining on the show um what would you like to hammer home in a good push here again, just telling our listeners about your campaign, Zach? Um, you know, you're a veteran. You're running on a, on a, on this platform. You want to get this this plant in a better state here in, uh, here in Texas. Uh, so, uh, I guess just give us a give us your give us a good hard push one more time. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I am on the Republican ballot, so you're going to have to. I really encourage everybody to take a Republican ballot and vote Republican because the biggest people on the Democrat ballot are going to get the nominees. So everybody's number one goal should be getting Dan Patrick out of here. Um, but about me, I'm, I'm really running because I just, I truly care about people. I want to make Texans lives better. Dan Patrick doesn't want to sit down or he hasn't shown that he wanted to sit down and actually hammer out all of our hardest issues. They just pack them up in a can and kick them to the next session. I want people's lives to be better and they're not going to get better until Dan Patrick is gone. Um, the big, one of the big, so the, the biggest reasons I'm running is to save Texas public schools. If I lose this election, te- Texas public schools are going to be gutted. They're going to take tax dollars away from the public school and give it to private schools in the form of a voucher, mm-hmm. and it's going to really harm small, small town, small towns in Texas. Um, I'm running because I want. So the, the another biggest reason for me is the two parties are getting farther and farther apart. I'm a Republican, but I'm a, a right of center Republican. I want the, t- the only person that can bring Texas back together is, um, is somebody in the middle. I'm not far right. I'm not left by any means, but we have to get the left and the right to come back together. I think a majority of Texas is, is a, uh, an independent leaning mm-hmm. um, central, central uh, uh, electorate. And, and it's just really hard to get that center of people to come out and vote in the primary. I just really encourage every single person to come out and vote the, vote this primary. We can get Dan Patrick gone. It is very possible. We just need people to turn out to vote in the Republican primary and, and X them out of here. But the biggest thing for me is I just I really care about people. I I love everybody, black, white, Asian, uh, LGBT, everybody, and I want to make everybody's lives better. 
and it's just not going to happen if Dan Patrick keeps winning. Well, uh, Jesse, you have anything for Zach? Well, I have one question from one service member to another, from a Navy guy to a Marine. What is your favorite flavor of crayon? <laughs> favorite color is green, baby. I got to have me some green crayon. I'm, I'm glad you picked the lemon lime and not the brown one. <laughs> that's the only question you had, Jesse? <laughs> that's, that's it. I, he's nailed everything else. <laughs> well, you guys had the, the opportunity of speaking together before. And, and um, what podcast was that when you were on his show? Number 15 for you guys at The Collective? It might have been. I'd have I to think go it look. was. I, I heard it this morning. I want to say That's you were right. on podcast fifteen with the uh, we Texas. Just, we just wrapped up twenty six. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that far back. Well, well, very cool having you on. Fire off the website, uh, Zach. How can folks uh, check out the campaign? Uh, I think my producer can throw that up on screen for folks so they can they can see your you know how they can get involved. Check your website out. So fire off. You know, email, phone number, website, that all that jazz, so folks can can learn more about the the work you're trying to do at, uh, running for office. Yeah, so my website and my social media. My, my website is www4 number four a better texas. Uh, same thing for all my social media. My Instagram, my Twitter is just at four better texas. Um, you can either or just take take my name and put it into your favorite uh, search engine, Zach Vance, and it'll come up a lot of interviews and a lot of my webpage and a lot of other uh, a lot of lot more information about me. But yeah, uh, four number four, a better Texas. I got my little uh, male cannabis hemp flower on my on my sign. I'm really <laughs> really happy about it. only only uh, uh, candidate to put one of those on there. Well, that's very cool, and we we think you know we wish you the best running for this. I think that's a uh, a very bold move, you know, to 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 takes a lot of nerve to get out there and, and run, uh, run for any office, and, and especially when you're running against such powerful big names and, and, and guys that have been in there. So, you know, I I, I salute you for for running for us and on our on behalf of all of us. So it's very it's a very good thing that that you're doing that and and, and certainly respectable. Um, and then thank you for your service as well as a, as a former soldier. We appreciate that as well. So stay tuned to the show. I think, uh, let's see, next week on the show, who have we got coming up? We've got uh, Zach, uh, with Zach this week, and then next week it's going to be uh, Matt over there at the Flex Payment Solutions. Uh, Matt's going to be uh, on the video Skype with us there talking about allowing for your business to get a better merchant service. If you've got a business that's in cannabis or in hemp or even any any kind of a smoke shop that you're selling any any of these products on your website, you got to have a good quality merchant service with you, uh, with your business and your and your shopping cart online. And so, uh, our friends over at Flex Payments will, uh, Solutions will be on next week with the program that will be podcast seventy. So, uh, thank you for everyone tuning in this week. It's been podcast sixty nine again. Zach Vance, go out and vote for him March first for the. Repo- uh, for the Republican Party candidate for lieutenant governor, get him uh, out there. On, get on the vote for him on March 1st, folks. That's very important. And maybe we can get some changes here in our legislature. Thank you, sir, for being on part of the oh, show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Jesse? Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse, for, for chiming in. I appreciate you. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, get, get elected. Get elected now. <laughs> get, get elected. I'm doing my best. Get him elected, guys. Let's, let's vote. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. It's Texas Hip Show. Adios.